Welcome back to part two of the Black Romance series. I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. <laughs> we are back with Jamel Thomas, filmmaker uh, behind Water and a Broken Glass. And this part of the series is really, it's going to be special. This is, this is not only for the lovers in the building, this is for the queer lovers in the building. <laughs> okay? Is so there is a that heart? Good? Is there Ooh. a heart in the house tonight? Stand, Stand up! up. <laughs> yes. So excited to have Jamel on today. Uh, as y'all know, we really loved Water in a Broken Glass, and it was the first uh, Black queer love story um, centering women that we mm-hmm. have gotten to watch on the show. So we are absolutely thrilled that Jamel came through to talk to us uh, about Black queer romance and humanizing Black mm-hmm. queer folks on screen. So, so good. So... Let's hop right in. Well, thank you once again, Jamel, for joining us. Um, as you know, and as listeners know, uh, last season, we got a chance to watch Water in a Broken Glass, uh, and we loved it. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I wanted to get a little bit more background and context about uh, the making of the film, the story, and, and yourself as a, as a filmmaker, too. So, uh, of course, the the story follows Tanya, who's an artist, Mm -hmm. uh, and she is conflicted between trying to get work done and the boyfriend she has and the girlfriend she wants. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, (laughs) regular stuff. (laughs) So, so, you know, her journey was actually really wild. There was so much that happened. And I, I it was very relatable. I love to hear more about how you arrived at the character of Tanya, like how you built that. So um, I actually can't take credit for that. Um, the, the movie is based on um, a book by the same name. Um, it's by a lady named Odessa Rose and um, she's from Baltimore. So, you know, that's why we, we set it up basically to do it there. But, um, but yeah, I read the book um, when I was in college. Like one of my friends had recommended it to me and, you know, I read it, couldn't put it down. And uh, once I got out of film school and I moved back here, you know, I said, what the heck, like, I'm going to try to find the name of this artist or the, um, uh, the author and write her and see if, hey, you know, if anyone has the rights to the script. And so, and so I did. I sent her an email and said, you know, I'm a lowly film student. <laughs> I just <laughs> set out. Um, you know, but I loved your book. You know, I told her all the reasons why. And um, I said, you know, if. If, I'm sure someone has the rights to it, but if they don't, you know, I would love to kind of take a shot mm. and um, and make something of it. And then, ten plus years later, we actually <laughs> we actually got to make it. Yeah. Well, do you remember a little bit about like where you were when you first cracked the book open? Why did it stick with you so much at the time? So, so I went to Chapman University, um, which is in Orange, California. And um, it is pretty much like the whitest place on earth, I think. Yeah, um, I had a roommate that went to Chapman. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, there were. I want to say maybe fifty. There were definitely under a hundred black people out of Oof. I think fifty five hundred total um, oh. at the school. And you know, the only black folks I knew were either 
had come to go to the dance school, had come go to the business school or had come to go to film school. Um, and so, you know, I just happened to just meet people out. And one of my, one of my friends and I were talking about how, you know, we, it's hard to find, you know, LGBT, like black LGBT books that kind of center women. Um, mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I read this, you know, one book and I went home with my crazy roommates and found a little corner and, <laughs> you know, I cracked the book open and I just, you know, the imagery, you know, I'm a very visual person and, you know, the imagery from her words, like immediately kind of jumped out to me. Um, and then Tanya, you know, just like the movie and the book, you kind of go through, you go through it with her, you know, you're like, Tanya, you just, we felt for our girl. We really did. Yeah. But yeah. you know, it's like poor Tink Tink. Like you really want to, you want to, you want to grab her sometimes and just shake yeah. her a little bit, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, you got to love her. Cause you can, I, I feel like everyone's kind of been there and you just kind of make yeah. these crazy decisions, you know, and then it just kind of blows up in your face and you're like, how did I get here? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that is interesting. That's certainly, I, I always appreciate hearing those stories. I feel like um, I, despite going, you know, Sydney and I went to Howard and of course there were a lot of black folks there, but it, searching for the queer community was still mm-hmm. a, a part-time job, <laughs> like mm-hmm. finding the right folks to be around. So I can, I can feel that. So you know, after you get the inspiration and uh, a decade or so passes, <laughs> then when it came time to to fill the movie and like make it, uh, you know, from page to screen, what was the what were the most important properties from the book that you were like, this this has got to shine through for whoever watches it. Like this is priority number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, you know, story has always been so important um, and you know, I have always just been very fascinated with just the human condition in general, like, like how people act in these, you know, these circumstances that, that can seem, you know, mundane, but it's just like mm-hmm. you now things sometimes when, when you, you're in a situation and you're thinking like, what the hell, like, how did, how did this happen? You know, why yeah. am I here? Um, and so that was, Tanya's story was, was something that I really, really wanted to capture. Um, and I wanted, you know, black women, um, or, you know, feminine presenting people to kind of see themselves, you know, in her and realize like this, this black woman, you know, is multifaceted and she has, Mm -hmm. you know, feelings and she has desires and she has struggles, you know? Um, and I wanted to really humanize that, struggle you know that takes us through all these kind of crazy situations yeah I think that's probably the part of Tanya that stuck with me the most which was like I I know in the few queer stories (laughs) like queer uh like lesbians and, and and women and like female like folks in the few, you know, we get a lot of very neat gay awakenings. <laughs> like, you know, it's, oh, okay, perhaps I might want a girlfriend. Let's go out and get one. But Tanya's was yeah. everything but neat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how important is it to you that, like, we get that diversity of, uh, <laughs> of experiences, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, most coming outs are not like the typical movie, you know? most coming outs are kind of like Tanya's, you know, whether you're, whether you're in a love triangle or not, you're still kind of wrestling with yourself. And really 
you know, a lot of what she did was just her, like she was doing it to herself Mm -hmm. and it just happened to, you know, be in this universe where these other two people, you know, were affected, but, um, you know, it's messy and it's, it's okay (laughs) that it's messy. Um, and people, you know, people shouldn't think that, you know, one day I decided that, oh, I, I am, I'm different or I prefer, you know, women to men or, or anything on the spectrum and think that it just pops up as a nice little pink cloud epiphany. And, you know, then everything's fine. You know, sometimes you get covered with ice cream and you get in a fight and you slip and, you know, (laughs) sometimes that's how it is. It'd be like that. It do. Thank you. (laughs) It do be like that. (laughs) So, yeah, I, I, if you can't tell, I keep saying, and another thing that stuck with me, because the whole thing stuck with me. <laughs> uh, I really like called out in the review. Um, and I think I had to like give you the tip, Sydney. I had to be like, this is no, but you're watching is gay. <laughs> yeah, you did. There were, <laughs> there were quite a few like um, just really subtle things, like uh, the camera panning to hands frequently. And then, like we know, well, you know, it in the community. <laughs> like I to, we know that like you know you you spend a lot of time it's it's a more sensual thing hands yeah. than than in a in a straight situation so I'm curious as a filmmaker is it I don't want to make assumptions are you a queer filmmaker is can I yes. say that is that word did you use okay as yeah, a queer filmmaker yeah <laughs> what other like factors or like what are the main things that um you tend to employ, be it consciously or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of like turn that male gaze upside down. And yeah. instead of, you know, like instead of zooming in on a woman's chest, maybe let's zoom in on those hands. Like what other <laughs> examples of that? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think that I think that my first feature being, you know, a feature about a queer woman, you know, was was easier you know, it was much easier, but, but, you know, again, it all kind of comes back to story, you know, so I need the camera to convey what Tanya and Satin are feeling. And so the important thing is not how Tanya is looking or how Satin is looking, but it's how Satin is looking at Tanya or how she touches her or, um, you know, what's kind of going on in the room or what her face is, is saying, because that's all telling you know, the story. And I think it just, it really just comes down to humanizing, humanizing your characters with the camera. You know, the camera is a, is a participant. It's, it's a vessel, but it's not, you know, it's not the storyteller. The people are the storyteller. Right. Mm, yep. That was, I, I didn't I think about the hands thing though, from a queer perspective, but, <laughs> but, no. I'm glad, but it was, but you know, that was the part that was important, but you know, it's, it's one of those things you just, cause you heard in the review, Alexis is like, okay, you need to pause. Cause I need to get this yeah. out. Cause you don't get it. <laughs> and I said, okay, tell our listeners what I missed. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. It's, it's yeah. definitely a thing. <laughs> uh, Okay, well, going back to uh, just Tanya and her struggles uh, in the film. So with her like commitments of love with her boyfriend, her new love interest in Satin. And then also a huge thing for her was uh, trying to get her work 
balance and order, uh, which Alexis and I talk about just generally like being in our mid 20s, how hard uh, this part of our life is. Uh, and then just really curious for yourself. So as a filmmaker, as a mother and as an artist, like what has that balance been like for you uh, throughout your career? Um, you know, I'd like to tell you that, you know, it's just been, it's just been great. There's been no, <laughs> you know, bumps that everything works out that I get adequate sleep. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a busybody. Um, you know, I think it's genetic because uh, my mother calls me every other day about a new project that she wants to do at the farm. Um, but you know, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, I have to, I have to keep going. Mm. Um, that's kind of how I operate. Um, and the chips just kind of fall where they may, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm definitely trying now I'm, I'm in my mid thirties. So <laughs> I'm definitely trying now to kind of, you know, reclaim my time and, um, be very intentional about where and how I apply myself and my work. Um, you know, there still aren't enough hours in the day. Um, but I will say that it, it gets a little bit easier. Um, there are times that, you know, you feel like I probably feel like I'm back in, you know, film school, pulling mm-hmm. all nighters and, and doing all those things. But, um, you know, when you're kind of following your passions and doing what you love, it kind of all makes sense. Um, it doesn't hurt that I don't have a very demanding day job (laughs) and I work from home. Um, so I will say that, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it all kind of just works out. We feel it. I've, we talk about a lot, how certain periods in your life just feel like another bout of puberty Mm -hmm. and it's just so uncomfortable and you really can't control it. And, you know, we try it every day to get through it. Yeah. Everything's temporary. That's what I try to focus on everything's temporary definitely definitely and then curious too so um another thing we brought up a lot after watching the film and then even after the review so with there not currently being like an abundance of uh queer love stories out there for people to watch and tap into uh, is there anything that you hope that your films would play in the landscape or would what you hope to contribute to the landscape yeah so um so the film played in several festivals um, and one of the, like my favorite feedback that I got was, you know, like another black woman would stand up and she would say, you know, I'm queer or I've gone through this. And I just, mm-hmm. I saw myself, like I saw myself. Um, and I think that's so, you know, that's so freeing. And that's really what, um, you know, I want to do as a filmmaker. Like my focus is on telling stories about black women, um, from, from all over the spectrum, you know, because I just think like, there's so, there are so many stories, you know, there are Mm -hmm. so many stories and so many incredible people that are just regular, regular people, you know, that, that go through these amazing things. And we just Mm -hmm. haven't seen that be humanized, you know, in a way that it needs to be. And I, you know, we're long overdue. Agreed. I say every day, the world really don't deserve us. Um, but you know, <laughs> every day I say to myself, they don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, look at look at all Black women have done in the last six months. Mm-hmm. You know, we had we had a woman who got cheated out of a gubernatorial election 
-hmm. and then turn around and said, cool, I'm going to register everybody. Don't even worry about it. Right. And she (laughs) just did it. You know, I'm, I'm constantly amazed at like what we're able to accomplish being at the bottom rung of the ladder. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. homecoming is a thing. It is. Let's talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Beyonce literally said, put this symbol on Twitter, Netflix. They'll know. How will they know? They'll know. (laughs) They'll know. Trust. And then she gave it to us in glory. Mm -hmm. Woo. Yeah, you're in the when spirit of the new Chitlin circuit right now. This is, you this are. is the this cultural is connections that we're bringing in. That's how Listen. it works here. <laughs> Listen, it's it's our time. It's our mm-hmm. time. It and we've gotten to the point where we're not going to ask for it anymore. We're just going to take it. Yeah. And speaking of uh, some cultural connections, one of my favorite, uh, just like little small things I caught in the movie, uh, there was a, a great nod to some of like the classic black romance films in mm-hmm. Satin Store. So it was a poster <laughs> for The Best Man. I think I saw like Love Jones poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to the set designer again. <laughs> also shout out uh, <laughs> to your eye too. Uh, so Alexis and I threw this question around uh, while we were prepping for the interview. Um, so Curious to know what your answer would be. So some of your like favorite classic black love stories, uh, which one do you think you would enjoy more or which one do you think would be better if the main love interest uh, in this film were gay? Oh, oh, this is an interesting question. Um, so one of my favorite new movies and new being like recent is um, Beyond mm-hmm. the Lights. Love. You're on the right show. Love that I, movie. Lo- I mean, you. you know, Gina, Gina <laughs> yeah. is one of my favorite, favorite directors. Yes. Um, yes. Hands down. Because she just, she really just knows how to capture people. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if that movie particularly I would have enjoyed more. I mean, who am I kidding? Any movie with like <laughs> women, like a lesbian love story that's, you know, that's us, like, obviously, you know, I'm going to love that. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, even like love and basketball. Thank you. But just without like, (laughs) just without like the, like the toxicity, but like Mm -hmm. the lesbian toxicity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because it's a different flavor. Yeah. 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 If if love and basketball, I mean, because come on. Yeah. Absolutely imagine. Yeah. Like, Cornrows back, you know, down like super, you know, wonderfully like arrogant kind of like stud and, Mm -hmm. you know, this other, you know, this love interest and they kind of get together and change each other Mm -hmm. and stuff. I feel like I feel like even though it would have been probably just as messy, I feel like it would have worked out better. I think you've been a little shy about that. I feel like it would have been messier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because there's that scene when Monica comes in and Q has that random girl like in his college apartment. Now, Mm -hmm. if that was three like girls on the basketball team, they would have still went out together. They would have still went out to (laughs) eat. It would have been messier. (laughs) It would have been because because she would have she would have already dated somebody else on the basketball Mm -hmm. team. (laughs) Exactly. And they would have all been friends. I think it would have been rich. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, well, oh, this has been great. I don't even want to wrap it up. But uh, <laughs> so while we do, um, you know, so really want to know, uh, what do you have coming up next? Any other projects in the pipeline? Um, and also where our listeners can find you and follow you uh, to stay you know, up to date with your upcoming projects. Yeah. So, um, so I'm actually, I'm working on two scripts right now. Um, trying to set up some meetings. Hopefully soon I'll be able to get something started, but the next couple of months I'm actually working out on my farm. Um, cause I just, I started a farm last year. So, um, I'm working on that and getting ready for a growing season. And, um, nice. that's my other passion. <laughs> Wait, where are you at? Do you live in Maryland? Yeah, I live in um, I live in uh, PG County in Bowie. Oh, nice. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you know, I got a little, I got a little, um, little uh, field out here in the cut. I'm just trying to <laughs> do some sustainable organic gardening, so people in around here know where their food comes from. You know, yeah. Trying mm-hmm. to teach people to grow their own food and stuff like that, because you never yeah. know when yeah. supply chains are going to run out. You yeah. know, like they are. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's, um, the next few months, um, that's what I'll be doing. And it's, um, it'll be Mel, Melanin Farms as in like, Jamel oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. um, <laughs> yeah. So I hope to have, I hope to have that up and running and then probably around the summertime, um, I'll start working on two new projects. I got a horror script that I'm working on and I have, mm. um, a drama, uh, about domestic violence that, um, that I'm writing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I appreciate you guys so much. Like, honestly, I listened to the podcast. I listened to the episode twice, like laughed (laughs) all the way through it. You know, like I called, you know, my business partner, we listened to it together and laughed. It was, it was great. It was, and I'm I'm so incredibly honored, really, truly. Thank you guys so much. We thank you. you. And yeah, you know, as a, as the host, I thank you for like being a great filmmaker, but as just a gay, I just thank you for putting that out because that was good. That was, I texted all of my other queers. I said, have y'all seen this? Because I, I was upset and I expressed that in the review. I was upset that no one, how, how had it been years and I hadn't seen it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank so you. I loved it just on a personal level. So I appreciate you for doing that because that's going to stick. Yeah. Thank you. That means a lot. Honestly, that means a lot. Well, all right. I guess, I guess we'll wrap it up. I ain't going to hold you up too long after I've done her job. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. No worries. Thank you guys again. Thank you very much. You'll hear from me when it's all edited up. Thanks for listening to join in on the conversation. Follow us on Twitter at TNCC pod and on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit, and that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. And for the latest and greatest, check out our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com.